0: Hi, I'm Beck Rayner and this is the Navy Wife Life Podcast. A podcast that celebrates, empowers, supports, and embraces the women behind the military men by building connections, acknowledging our strength, focusing on self-care and our mental health. Let's do this together. Hi Katrina, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hi Vic. So your Navy husband, how long have you guys been together for?
1: Uh, We've been together for 13 years and been married almost 11.
0: And how did you guys meet?
1: He used to be the housemate of my cousin and we both randomly decided to be now at the same time for New Year's Eve.
0: When you met was he in the Navy? Yes. Yep. He was already he'd already
1: been in for a couple of years or so.
0: Did you have any connection to defence?
1: My cousin. He was and he's navy as well. My grandparents were both defence So I've had some involvement with that for most of my life.
0: Obviously, you guys met that night. Did him being in the Navy play into whether you would pursue it any further or?
1: I don't think so. It was weird because it was just a case of when we met, we would then just talk on the phone for hours and hours on end, getting to know each other. So it was good. We didn't have that face-to-face contact for probably a couple more weeks or so. And then it was like we already knew each other. It was already invested, so it didn't matter what he was doing, really.
0: So when you guys met, how did that sort of work? Did you come down to Nara or...?
1: Yeah, we used to do the weekends. He'd come up to mine or I'd come down here. And then we got engaged pretty quickly. We only knew each other for five months before we got engaged. So then it was a case of, okay, well, let's start trying to find a job down here. Got to the point where it's like, well, I'm going to move down anyway. And then luckily, in a way, just before we moved down. I managed to find a job. Like We were together in Bombardieri for probably six months to do the whole recognised de facto stuff that you have to go through, you know, the big purchases, the joint things. And then we um, managed to get into a brand-new defence house. Pretty much the day we moved in was when he found out he was um, going to do his officer selection board. So we got to live in this brand-new house for six months before he moved to Melbourne.
0: So that was a pretty quick introduction to Navy life.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd, been, da- I'd been in Nara probably just over... Tw- 12 months or so when we then moved to Melbourne for four years so.
0: By that stage you probably only just come around to the fact of living away from your family and your friends.
1: Yep, I just I felt like that I just got on my you know group of friends and everything like that with all the other partners and stuff at the squad because not then most people weren't married yet they're all still dating and stuff but yeah just you know it was starting to feel like home and then we moved.
0: So once you got to Melbourne and you got settled how long were you Due to be in Melbourne for? Four
1: years um, Vinny was doing a electrical engineering at RMIT.
0: So you could really like get a good group of friends and four years is a decent amount of time to be yeah. able to settle and
1: yeah yeah it was good um, and then obviously
0: had a child while we were down there. So by that stage what was thoughts about Navy life because you'd already two three years you'd already moved twice and I think
1: you know I was kind of thinking. This isn't too bad. I can kind of deal. And I'm there going, knowing that he's working on the helicopters and stuff. 99% of the time, we're gonna some way or other end up back in Nowra So I was like, that's okay.
0: Your intention when you came back to Nowra was continue staying at home, or what was? The- yeah,
1: because we'd said that we always wanted to try and have. To a couple of kids were like well we might as well try and have them closer together and just stay off work while we could afford it and see what happens
0: yeah because you're moving back and then you're having to try and you know sort yourself out with daycare and house and all that sort of stuff
1: yeah and you're like wondering who was still going to be around and I know that in a way like it didn't worry me as much as I think it did Vinny in a way because he changed from a sailor to an officer he was worried in a way how some of the guys might treat him differently I did say to him if they're really your mate then they're gonna be mates anyway.
0: How did it go fitting back into friend groups and forming connections with people with kids back here? Did you go to any specific groups or um, how did you do that?
1: Went out actually to cooker out near
0: base, so community house.
1: Um, yeah, went into play group and stuff like that out there. So I met a few more mums that had kids, same age as Jazz, and um, either that or having kids that were going to be similar age to Taylor as well so that was handy just to meet another group of people that you know wouldn't have had the chance to meet if it wasn't through the navy really
0: how beneficial was it having other military spouses in your your network of friends to call on
1: i think it's really handy having people that like as much as you've got friends out of the defence force ones in the defence force so that they have a kind of a actual understanding of how you're feeling like if you get one minute you get told you you know your partner is going to be here you make your plans and then it changes other people say oh that's you know that's really crap where someone else in the defense go, okay no, i really understand how it feels and that's really frustrating and sometimes you've just still got to go and do the stuff because you can't put your life on hold but you can't make plans around your, your partner either because you don't know where they're going to be
0: Once Vinny was posted back to Nowra was he just in Nowra or what was the postings after that like?
1: Uh, he was in Nowra for a little while and then he got posted to a headquarters job in Sydney
0: Obviously beforehand you'd probably spoken okay well possible future postings could be Sydney, Canberra a few different areas had you or had a discussion about well we will stay or was it yeah, you were going to Yeah make- that was
1: a you know a big discussion with lots of pros and cons and weighing up um, obviously, being together would have been great, but we also worked out that if we moved to Sydney with him to be closer to him more of the time, that he would have been. We would have been living out in the suburbs somewhere, and for him to get to work on time, he would have been leaving probably before it got light in the morning when the girls were still asleep. He would have then got home at night after it was dark when the girls were pretty much ready for bed. So he'd be seeing them to say good night, if that. And all the stress and all the extra travel and everything like that 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 would have caused. I, we did up that it wouldn't really be worth it also the girls had started doing different activities and they had their own routine and everything down here as much as we think they'd be pretty resilient we didn't want to chop and change them too much when we knew that it was a possibility that after say two years we'd be back so it's like well because it was not too far for travel for either any of us um we thought well we'll just stay
0: it's a tough decision because they're within driving distance at all times but can't just drive down for yeah a little event sort of thing because it's two hours two and a half hours down two and a half hours back but they're within reach if there's an emergency which is great but it's just like they're so close but yeah. so far away at the same time so yeah it ends up being that you sort of turn the sydney apartment into a bonus for the family as opposed to or oh, it's not fair dad's in sydney
1: Yeah, and no, the girls were constantly like, oh when can we go to see daddy when can we go to the city
0: and how did you go back down in nowra with the monday to friday without finney you how did you sort of settle into that routine?
1: Constantly busy. The girls had a lot of things on even once Jasmine started school. Taylor then started doing the dancing, the music the swimming, everything during the day. So I was constantly out and about doing stuff.
0: You were both in the routine. Vinny was supposed to be in that job for two years?
1: Yeah, he was meant to be in the um, office job for two years and then go onto the ship. He was in the office job for 10 months. And then what happened? Then he joined a ship instead. So he actually went onto HMAS Canberra. And so that was a big change for him because he'd been in the Navy for that's right 16 years or something 15 years and never really been to sea
0: so like when you originally got together did you have did you have in your head that oh well he's in a job that doesn't go to sea
1: yeah yeah because i'm going oh i don't think that he's you know you think he'll go to sea much no no <laughs> i was like oh well, what's he doing in the navy he goes to sea all the time no he works on helicopters
0: so he'd been at the office job for 10 months what was the call that you got or the conversation about him going onto a ship how did um, that work
1: it was like um so guess what there's a chance i'm going To be doing this, okay. But I thought you were doing this, yeah. But this has come up, and such and you know, someone's had to go, so now they're asking me to do this. I went, So, what does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a case of okay, so how does that change things?
0: Yes, well,
1: a lot of it won't change, but it may mean that I'll be away a bit more where I can't be contacted and stuff. It's like this will be the first time we've really had to deal with that because even when it's in Sydney, obviously you can pick up a phone, you can ring them, you can send them an email, you can get an instant message. So, to then go, Okay, great. And then obviously, because at the time, after Christmas or so, Canberra went to sea and then they went, they had the Fiji... Um, cyclone so then that was the first time that we'd really been apart for any length of time without any contact and things like that
0: and without a plan because that was un- unexpected yeah
1: yeah so it's like okay well everyone's like oh so we're going to do this for Easter or Christmas or like or whatever time it's like yep I don't know if any will be here but okay yep we'll do this we'll plan to do this if he is around then great if he's not well then
0: I'm still doing it <laughs> we'll still be doing it just without Vinny um and how did the girls go with him going on ship. I
1: don't know at first if they really understood that he was going to be away. In a sense it was handy because he'd been in Sydney so they got used to him being away that much, like in that sense.
0: I think the Monday to Friday of them being away is a good introduction for both the kids and yourself yeah I found that I just got used to doing everything myself and then so when my husband eventually went on the ship it was sort of like oh well it's only an extra couple of days a week that I'm yeah. doing everything myself so yeah you guys just got on with it while he was away and how long did he end up being at sea
1: so he was away for like a six weeks or something with the um the cyclone and everything and then he also went to RIMPAC later that year so that was three months. So that was our big trip before this one.
0: So he'd been on the ship for how long before he got sick?
1: He went to Fiji and everything and then, um, yeah, he ended up, he actually had a slight stroke. So that was a bit scary and it turns out that he had um, a hole in his heart.
0: So how did that all happen when he was in Sydney? Or where yeah, were... he
1: was He was in Sydney. Um, as I said, they'd been away and then would only been back or so a week from Fiji and we were visiting his parents. It was pretty much easter i think and yeah it was just one of those things we'd been at a friend's house on the saturday night in Nara. girls had a party they were going to in Campbelltown on the sunday so we went up early like we went up late saturday night and then he got sick on the sunday morning so we we're luckily in the right place at the right time did you pick that up he was upstairs and came downstairs and he he just didn't look like right. he looked off color and stuff and i asked him if he was all right and he's there going yeah because i just got a really bad headache and he goes my right side's numb i'm like do me a favor sit down and i said i'll squeeze my hand and he could barely squeeze. he goes oh that's as hard as i can squeeze it and i went and woke his parents up i said look i've got to take him to the doctors um something's not right and he's like oh give me 10 minutes i'll be fine i'm like no you either get in the car now or i'm bringing an ambulance so luckily all of that like any symptoms and stuff cleared up within 12 hours and the doctors were like oh you've probably just had a migraine i've never heard of a migraine doing anything like that but i thought okay they know best um they're like oh we'll send you for a a CT scan and stuff or MRI or whatever it was and they go oh we have to wait till tomorrow because it's nowhere's working today and they came back and they're like well no actually there's this little spot you did have you know a slight stroke so it was a bit of scary because he was only 32 years old and probably um felt the fittest he had in a long time because he'd been obviously doing so much activity on the ship and so it was totally out of the blue and then yeah he had to have a, a whole like a heart monitor on for 24 hours and they've worked out and then he had a, another scan and Um, It turns out that he had a hole in his heart, so luckily we were very lucky um we went to cut to see the doctor there and he had to go see a cardiologist and that was going to send him to one near saint vincent's and she rang and they're like yep got to see this person yep now okay great oh they've had a cancellation so wow. you're going now so literally we got out of the doctors there straight into a cab straight to the doctors straight in to see him that was the wednesday i think and he had a scan the following monday and within two weeks just over two weeks of having the was he had the stroke on the 11th of april within two or three weeks he'd had the hole in his heart fixed
0: oh my goodness
1: so it's like very grateful that was what i said in one instance i am so glad this in, at this point in time that he's in the navy because guarantee you if that had just been normal Every everyday day. Yep. everyday occurrence we would not have had the the treatment so quickly
0: and the fact that it all worked out that you're awake. He It wasn't happening while he was you mm. know, asleep sort of thing. Like if the tingling was happening while he's asleep, oh, I've just got a bit of a headache. I'll just roll mm. over and go back to sleep. He wasn't on the ship, wasn't in Fiji. Like,
1: yeah, there's so many other times.
0: That wasn't it in been. Sydney at the apartment by himself because guys don't ever mention stuff like that until yeah it's really bad. Like So he might not have even told you. So like how did you sort of feel afterwards just thinking like what could have happened?
1: I tried not to. Um, and also I felt, uh, when he was at the hospital the first day, when he had, when they were saying that it might have just been a migraine, I felt really stupid. I I, I was very upset, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like I kept apologising to him because I would made such a fuss. I felt really silly because I'm thinking, going, oh, I'm making all this fuss just because of a headache. And they go, oops, maybe I should listen to him. In a way, sometimes I think the guys are a bit more naive to what um you know could be the consequences and stuff. Where I've had family members who had had strokes and stuff before, and know it could have been a lot worse.
0: So what did the doctor say could have happened if? it wasn't picked up or if it wasn't um, if it
1: wasn't picked up that because of the way the hole whole it wasn't wasn't the unfilled blood could get through so that's how the clot Got through and um, to his brain. And they're like, well, if it was lucky, it was only a very small one. Where if a bigger one had happened, you know, really, it could have been worst case scenario. Very lucky that it was picked up, and now he's fine. So,
0: so he had surgery on his heart. Yeah. And then, what was the recovery and all?
1: Um, he was in hospital overnight. Um, that was pretty wow. much. Wow. Yep. He went in in the he went in one morning, and I picked him up the next morning. And then he was on blood thinners for a short amount of time, and then he came off those, and then was just on aspirin, and then. Yeah, he wasn't on really much anything. He had to go back and see the cardiologist and the, the neurologist, but both of them said that they couldn't see any reason that, you know, he couldn't go back to full duties and stuff like that. So we fought very hard to, you know, get all that clearance through Navy because obviously as soon as he had his stroke he was pretty much categorised that he couldn't go to sea for six months. And just because
0: of just in case. Just or... in
1: case and stuff. So um we were kinda of lucky in a way. Fought and got all the clearances and stuff that he needed to do and literally the morning that he went to RIMPAC. We found out he was going.
0: Wow. Uh,
1: on the Friday before they were still loving and hiring. Um we dropped him off on the Friday. We dropped him off Monday morning to the ship. And I'm like, well, I'll either see you in five days or I'll see you in three months. Well, we got home so Jasmine could get changed to go to school. And he rang me. It was like 10 past nine. He goes, oh, so I'm going. I said, well, I figured that. I hadn't heard from him. He goes, no, I only found out like an hour ago. So, And yeah. had you prepared
0: the girls for that or did we you just that, not?
1: We just said, look, there's a chance that he's going to be going away for three months. But... You know, you'll speak just when we can. You guys will still keep doing everything you're doing. It just means that Daddy won't be home on a weekend. Yeah. So the fact that he was already in Sydney was, you know, very handy because um, they were used to that little bit of separation during the week. That's and right. And they were still so busy on weekends that, you know, it really flew by, I
0: think, for yeah. them. Yeah. How about for you?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it was hard, especially when you see other cause because of the fact we didn't know if he was going to go or not. I didn't plan to go over where a lot of the other people I knew that had, that had partners or something were doing meetups. We're doing meetups while they're in Hawaii.
0: What was your sort of feelings with him going away for three months after he's had such a big health scare? What were you.
1: I tried to stay positive because then they going, no, nah, you know, these specialists who know what they're doing have said everything's fine. So I have to concentrate on that. Don't want to think of, you know, what could happen. It's like, well, his heart, you know, they said that the reason it happened was because of his heart and his heart's been fixed. So therefore it shouldn't happen anymore. Got to concentrate on that.
0: Did it give you peace of mind knowing that they got such a good hospital on the yeah, ship?
1: Yeah, I think it was the, that was one of the things that allowed him to go as well was the fact that because Canberra has got the medical facilities on board that if anything did happen, they're right there. He yeah. wouldn't have to necessarily
0: get flown off, off or anything
1: like that. Yeah, they so, could treat him
0: there. He goes away for RIMPAC and that was towards the end of his posting on the ship, or? um,
1: he was still supposed to be on for another oh, 18 months. He wasn't supposed to come off until the end of the following year. But unfortunately, again, uh, he had an issue with a blood clot in his leg, which I don't—they're not quite sure what caused that. But, so, but he was, not related
0: to anything.
1: No, they don't think so. Um, so they put him on blood thinners again because he went back on blood thinners. He couldn't go to sea. Um, so he could see on the ship while it was alongside. But yeah, he wouldn't be any good. If it had to go. Yeah, if it had to go. So he got posted off. Um, So the four-year posting to Sydney that we were expecting ended up being cut back to two years
0: you hadn't been expecting that and all of a sudden he's back.
1: Yeah, it took a little while because obviously we all, as you say, you get into your own routine and you know how what works and what doesn't work. All of a sudden you got to go, okay, now we've got to remember we've got the fourth person, he's going to want to do stuff.
0: So he came back to a job in Nowra and what was that posting supposed to be?
1: He was meant to be here for at least until it was the end of last year and then because his current, like his boss in that position was supposed to leave at the same time as well, he fought to, you know, stay in his current posting for another 12 months so they would split up when everyone was leaving.
0: When he finished RIMPAC he wasn't posting off the ship so that was before he had the blood clot so how long after was that that he had the blood clot?
1: It was about end of October beginning of November so it was still another couple of months and then yeah Eileen made the decision to, he moved back in February,
0: I think it was. It and did they have to try and find a job for him down here or how did that? Uh,
1: yeah, it happened to be, like, managed to, to find him one. It worked out that someone was leaving so he could slot into that position. So.
0: so he came down and he was in that job for how long before he got word that he might get the job that he's got now?
1: Yeah, this one was something that wouldn't normally be something that he could even really normally apply for but something had happened and the person that was meant to be going couldn't go or something so they called for applications and he said to me oh there's a chance that I could do this I'm like okay are you going to he goes I think I might (laughs) <laughs> um, put my name down I went okay if it's something you really want to do because he'd always said that he wants to wanted to do that stuff so that he could see the other side of yep. what he does yeah instead of just giving the directions and everything from a desk here in now seeing right. the you know the results of things over on the other side and um I said well you did say you wanted to do it at some point so yeah, <laughs> you know, if there's a chance you could do it now, you might as well. And um, so,
0: tell us what job he was applying. Like, what's the job that he applied uh, for? He's
1: doing a watchkeeper position. So luckily for me, anyway, um, he's pretty much in an office. I think I don't know ins and outs. You know, finds out where everybody is and what they're all doing and helps coordinate all of that yeah but from an office rather than out in the field in where um he's over in afghanistan and uh, he's working as part of um Operation high Road.
0: so when he first brought up that he might want to do a posting in a possible overseas location what were your thoughts were you like okay yep that's fine or were you like oh we should think about this or I'm
1: like where exactly and what will you be doing and how dangerous is it going to be? Because I'm there going. Oh, I know it's something you really want to do, but I don't know if I'm really keen on you going somewhere where you could get killed. Yeah, um, I know. It's like, it's- hello, we're
0: not yeah. army. You know,
1: <laughs> it's like yeah, this is not supposed
0: to be your job. Um... When we first got together, you weren't even supposed to go to sea. Now yeah. you've been to sea, yeah. and now you're telling me you want to go overseas.
1: Yeah, and it's like, and it's not somewhere that we can. It's not like it's a um, flight test engineer posting or something where we get to go to the UK for twelve yeah. months, eighteen months. It's you're going to be going, and we're not going to see. You and there's a chance you could get killed yeah this is great
0: <laughs> yeah have you heard about our lots of love care packages an anonymous and free box of self-care goodies that can totally make a military spouse's day it's a way for friends and family to send an acknowledgement in the mail to a military spouse to let them know they're awesome and the navy wife life community has their back pop over to the navy wife life website after you finish listening to this episode, of course, and sign someone up for the Lots of Love box. So what was that discussion like? Were you weighing up pros and cons or what was...
1: It was like, okay, he said it's, you know, the fact that he said it's going to be more office and stuff like that rather than active stuff is like okay okay it's something you really want to do i don't want to be the one to say i I didn't want to be responsible for saying no don't want you to do it and then have him go i really regret that i didn't do this so we're like okay and in a way the fact that the girls are still only young i think was handy as well because i'm thinking well they're still young they're still just hopefully will be just like yep they're gonna miss him but it'd be kind of like water off the duct back they're just going to be busy where when they're a bit older they're going to realize and understand a bit more everything that goes on over there and could possibly be a bit more worried and concerned about what could happen and it's like well get all your t- all your troubles and all these things out of the way now while they're in primary school and younger rather than you know when they're in high school because i don't want to be moving around and everything like that once they're yeah. in a high school i want them settled
0: you both agreed okay Yeah, you'll apply for it were you in your in your mindset thinking oh he probably won't get it yeah
1: well, it's like, well, it's not something that's usually for his stream or whatever it is, something going, you know, the chances of him getting it. Who knows? But unless he puts his name and he's not going to know. And it's like, well, put your name down and we'll worry about it if and when we need to. You know, at the moment it's just a, it's just an application. You know, there's no guarantee you're going to get it, so we don't need to worry too much about it.
0: it sounds like typical Navy <laughs> life, it's like the line for Navy life, well, we, we don't know if you'll get it, so let's just give yeah, it a yeah. go. It's
1: like, well, we'll think about what could happen, but we'll worry about it if and when we need to. That's there's right. There's no point stressing about something. It might not happen.
0: I know. You sort of kind of start off at the start stressing about, oh, what if we go here? What if we... And then you get to a point where you've been with them for so long that you're like, no, don't even tell me until it's actually happening. Yeah. It's like, you told
1: me last week that you were doing this. So now you're telling me you're doing that? just when it's 100% definite that you're going to be doing this. Then tell me.
0: So he put the application in. How long was it until you heard?
1: Uh, It was probably only about a month, I think. It (laughs) It was pretty quick because of the fact that they needed someone to start in January. They needed to do the process pretty quickly um he was actually on duty on base so it was the overnight stay when he found out and he's there going in the afternoon he found out and he's there going so I got it okay he's there going he wasn't sure whether to tell me when he told me or whether to wait till the next day and he's like no he didn't want to run the risk of you know the navy grapevine
0: oh no and me
1: finding out before so did he he have to stay on base that night yep oh so how many questions did you have (laughs) so like he told me and I was at work when he told me. <laughs> so I got off the phone and just cried. it was like, what, what? I'm like, oh, God. oh my God, I've just found out this is going to happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. um Okay, yeah, I'm fine. I'm all right with it. It was just a bit of a shock because we didn't know if it was going to happen. And now it's happening. And then that was a case of, because we'd known that he was applying, but we didn't want to tell his mum or anything like that until we knew for certain because we knew what she would be like. And then it's like, okay, how do we tell everybody this? You yeah. know, we've got to try and get everybody together because we don't want anyone to know before everybody else. Yeah. And, it's and like, how
0: mm-hmm. soon after? Was he going?
1: Uh, we told everyone. Yeah, it was about the beginning of October, and then he left um, 8th of January. So it was only a couple of months.
0: Once he found out that he had got it, what has to happen? Because there's extra um, training and stuff they need to do before they go. Yeah, over, he yeah? had to
1: go, and also um, being here in Nara in an office doesn't do a lot of shooting. No. and things like that. So um, had to redo all like shooting qualifications and this, that, and the other, and happened to be that some qualification hadn't done properly back in Wagga and it had never really been fixed because it wasn't an issue. But to do something, he had to do a different course and the Navy mm. weren't running any more courses for the year. And so yeah, he had to spend days trying to find, you know, ringing around different people, trying to find a course for him to go on. Yeah. Luckily he managed to, to find one at um, Richmond. So he got to do that. But yeah. that's
0: all in the space, the short space that you've got left together. So he's sort of trying to yeah, get all we worked, that.
1: Yeah, we worked out that he had, oh, I can't remember how many days it was, but between courses and him going away and me going away because I went on a cruise with some friends for four nights. Yeah, we worked out that in the, I think it was six weeks or something that we had we were already at two weeks like two full weeks that he wasn't going to be home because of he was he was in Brisbane or he was on course in Sydney or in Canberra or whatever and then yeah with me going away as well.
0: So you did your cruise and then obviously you guys are going into Christmas New Year period knowing that not very long after he's going to be going away and to somewhere that's a little bit dangerous so how were you feeling over Christmas and New Year's?
1: The closer it got to him going obviously it got more
0: real. What did he have to do before he went like did he have to set up like an international bank account like what are the little things that you don't even um, think about we
1: were kind of lucky where is he is if he wants any money he's got to have american dollars so he goes to the pay office or somewhere over there and they organize it to give it to him and then it gets taken out of his next pay so he's got his account key card over there still but doesn't need to use it yeah. much um there's not really a lot for him to do so but what yeah. were some
0: of the extra conversations you had to have before he went because he's going to an area that is dangerous and things could happen did he have have to do a will and like
1: yeah we made sure that both of our wills I didn't have one but made sure that the wills were up to date and current and make sure what was written is still what we wanted you know all those conversations you don't really want to have but you know you need to be prepared for the worst case scenario
0: so what did you guys tell the girls about where Vinny was going
1: um we just said that he was going to be going away um and that it was a dangerous area but you know he should be safe and there's lots of people looking after him where he was. The biggest one was we were talking to him on Skype one day when he was getting ready for work and he happened to have his um, pistol on his on his belt. And they're like, what's that? Yeah, well, he's like, yeah, that's my gun. I've got to, you know, I've got to wear it. And Taylor was like... Do you actually have to shoot it? He goes only in the like only just for practice stuff. I don't shoot at anybody. Nobody's shooting at me. So yeah, it was like oh okay. So you don't have to shoot it. No, Daddy's just got to wear it. That's part of his uniform
0: okay was that the end of it or that did was they the think end of it. Yeah, it yeah they haven't okay. said anything else to me yeah. about it and then I
1: because hmm. yeah this is the one I wear to work <laughs> yeah. I have a different one at work I've okay. got another special one yeah. at work. I don't need to know that yeah. <laughs> I'm quite happy with the one that you have to wear for you know that's enough that's all I need to know <laughs> yeah
0: and what was their sort of feelings going into it knowing that he was going to be away for so long did the girls react differently when he left
1: They were very upset. Um, I think Taylor kind of handles it a little bit differently to Jasmine. Jasmine, she gets a little bit angry now. She's having a few issues with... With her treatment towards her sister lately, they've been fighting a lot. Um, where Taylor gets very emotional.
0: And so, what did you sort of have in your head that you could do before Vinny went for the girls to make the process a little easier? Did you do anything?
1: Uh not really. Um, I so said we just spoke about it, and I said, look, if you guys want to write letters to Daddy and things like that, or draw him some pictures, we've got the ability to send him. Parcel and they'd sent packages to the troops for Christmas last year through school, so they knew the process of it. So they were very excited the fact that they could send Daddy some chocolates or some lollies and you know some pictures. And they sent him Valentine's Day cards, even though he got them like about three weeks later. But you know the fact that they could do that. Um, we've been really lucky um where he is because he has good Wi-Fi, so we've been able to talk to him pretty much every single day. Yeah, that makes a a huge difference. Only a couple of days right at the beginning that we didn't get to see. Yeah speak to him when he was um in his first port of call before he went over to uh, Afghanistan. So he gets to talk to them, you know, depending on his shifts, because there's a six-and-a-half-hour difference. He either talks to them in the morning before they go to school or he manages to talk to them before they go to bed. So yeah. there hasn't really been... Like There might be occasional days where the timings haven't worked so he doesn't get to talk to them. But I've been lucky because I get to talk to him every day. So it's not really much different except I don't see him physically, but I've been able to talk to him and contact him still. So I haven't had that whole total separation. Yeah, so.
0: which, I mean, thank goodness for technology.
1: I don't know how anyone did it, like, even before messenger or Skype or whatever. Email, like like even before email. But I definitely wouldn't be coping anywhere near as well if I didn't have that contact.
0: What were some of the pros going into it? Um, Because I know that obviously there's extra pay and stuff like that or is is it tax-free or how does it sort of work where he is uh
1: where he is yeah it's it is tax-free and i think he gets a small allowance a day on top of that as well it's changed slightly so he doesn't get all of the the pay or the different grades or something yeah but it's still it's still worth it it's still worth it and also the experience for him you know it's out of out of stream or whatever so it's a you know another big tick for him for possibly for future postings and things like that and you know promotion and obviously down the end in the long run it'll you know be beneficial and yeah obviously the the extra pay to go towards the the mortgage and things like that is obviously something to to consider
0: it doesn't make it why you would make it the decision for him to go there but it's an extra yeah, bonus it's, a, it's,
1: it's definitely a bonus I mean the biggest decision for him to go was it was something that you know he wanted to do and that be an experience that wouldn't normally come up yeah and so it's like well if you've got the opportunity to do it now
0: obviously you're going into it knowing that you'll get um, some sort of reunion travel in mm-hmm. the middle all. that's obviously good to break it up how did you decide um, where you're going to meet
1: we thought about it and luckily in a way Vinny's family he has a lot of family in the uk and then when this came up and we knew that we'd get the reunion travel it's like well maybe the uk trip might get bumped up a few years and we'll do it now yeah because as much as yeah it would have been great for him to come home if he came home the girls would be at school i would be at work he'd be sitting around doing Pretty much nothing, yeah. it's like it's or not doing really, all those things around the house. Or doing all the small jobs and things like that. And it's like, well, it's not really much of a a break for it's any. Break, of, it's yeah. not a break for any of us, really. And I think that would have been a bit harder as well.
0: Especially because he has to go back.
1: And someone had actually suggested to him waiting until later on anyway, so that once you get back. There's only a much smaller gap until they're yeah. home. And we going, yeah, but that means it's a bigger gap before we see you, though. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's you true. know, It's, you know, give and take. But, yeah, it's worked out that we've got 52 days until we fly out. So. Yeah.
0: And you haven't told the girls? No. How exciting. Trying
1: not, try not to, but the universe what? seems to be working against me. Yeah, well, you know what
0: kids are like. We've
1: worked it out, hopefully, so that his flight will get to Heathrow about an hour or so before ours. Oh. So he should be able to meet us at the gate. Oh,
0: my God. That's I'm already crying. I'm going to cry. That's the plan. Whether
1: <laughs> I can pull it off. But, yes, the the universe is having its own little laugh at me at the moment. Jasmine has got her cross-country carnival in a couple of weeks with school. Oh no! And it clearly said that if they come in the top I oh, no, that they will go to district.
0: And she's really wanting. To... And
1: she's come third the last few Ooh. years, so I'm hoping that now she's in, in primary school, it'll be a bit harder for her.
0: But she's come third. You're like, I hope she gets beaten. I'm like, she's gonna be seventh.
1: seventh. Come seventh because the district is on Friday the 17th of May and we flee on the 14th oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like I can't tell it and Taylor's finally coming out of her shell and she's joined choir and they put a notice out the other day saying yep we'll be our first big performance will be away from school we'll be in some you know festival thing and in she's May, excited about it or... and it'll be in May and I'm there going when in May because but you can't she's... say anything to
0: the girls to prepare them that they're not going yeah. to be going to those things is yeah they? and it's
1: like when in May because the last day at school is going to be the 10th and the teacher just like I'm not sure yet, but I'll probably be late May. I'm like, oh.
0: I think they'll. I think. I think they'll think it's worth it when they find, find out. Find out, yes. But in the meantime, you might have some upset kids. How do you think Vinny's been coping over
1: there? Um, I don't know. Everyone says, "Oh, how are you coping? How are you coping?" And it's like, I look at it it's like, yeah, it's not easy for us, but we've still got. The everyday life. We've still got everybody else here. He's over there knowing no one. He's over there doing nothing. Like his day pretty much involves work, eat, sleep, gym. That's and does it. so.
0: What is the situation over there? So he has an apartment, or how does ah? Uh,
1: he's he's in like a dorm thing. I think he shares a room with one other person. So um yeah, and literally because of his shifts, he does like an eight-hour shift or something, and then crosses over with somebody else. And, and so do they so work in the
0: same complex as where they live?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, he might have to walk. He walks a little bit, but he doesn't have to drive anywhere right. or anything like that so it's been snowing he um got snowed on the other day oh, coming wow. back but
0: so it's not like on his days off he can just pop down to no the well shops he doesn't have a day off he doesn't have any days off. he doesn't
1: have any days off so he's in a constant
0: rotating shift he's gonna be exhausted
1: the first time he'll have a day off will be like the day that he goes back to Dubai before he gets on the plane to go to London
0: oh my gosh
1: so because yeah they just do a rotate because someone's constantly got to be in the office yeah
0: I guess it keeps him busy
1: so yeah well there's not much for him to do he's been to the markets a couple of times and things like that and yeah, so, when he involved. goes
0: other places, does he have to have security with him?
1: Or? Yeah. If he got, like he's um, been to one of the other bases or something, and there was proper proper armor and tactical stuff, and you know bulletproof car, you know tanks and yeah. all that stuff, and. To get them to and from, so it's like yeah, I don't really need to hear that one. Yeah. Thanks. So I don't want to know. I don't want to think about that. So, so how's
0: your anxiety been with him being away? Like obviously, it's totally different to him just being up in Townsville or mm. you know, on in Australian waters.
1: I still, I think in a, I keep trying to tell myself he's just in an office job. The office just happens to be somewhere that's not safe. So um, I have to admit, I try not to watch too much of all the stuff about what's going on over in that area because I'm there going, mm, but how close is it going to be to where he is? I was like, if I think about that, it's like oh, I'll be a nervous wreck. So it's like oh, I've got to worry about what the girls are doing. Yeah. I can't
0: concentrate too much on what might happen. What have you sort of done for yourself to keep yourself?
1: Um, I've done sane. A, yeah. Or had having the girls have their sleepovers is handy because then I can just veg out at home. But I've also done like I've done um, been up to out near base and done a Friday night club once, and we actually I actually went and did the river cruise with them the other week last weekend as well, last yep. Friday night as well. Um, yeah, just things like that just trying to still and you know go get my hair done it's my few hours of just me time
0: and so how do you think that you in yourself have been coping have you had any times where you've felt like okay I need a break or
1: yep yeah um a couple of weeks ago might have been last week but he rang me in the morning and the girls were there as well and that was i just lost it i was absolutely a mess i mean, I i can't do this it's all just too it's you know too overwhelming like the girls don't listen they're fighting i feel like i'm failing at that with them i'm failing at everything and it's like and he's just there um um, um, uh,
0: um <laughs> well have a good day <laughs> um, uh.
1: i'm sorry um um is there anything I, you know it's like no i'll be all right i just you know i, need I to needed tell to tell someone needed to needed to vent, I just happened to be to you this time, like you know. And it's like, oh, I feel really bad because the girls saw me upset, which you know, mm-hmm. then of course upsets them. And it's was like, well, that's not what I meant, but. You guys aren't making it easy. You're fighting. You're not listening. How am I supposed to act? Like you wouldn't do this if Daddy was home. And yeah,
0: that's right.
1: But yeah, and it's like, and then you feel bad because you've just yelled at your kids for no real reason, just because you're feeling down or stressed. And I was like, oh well, it's, hard. it's done now. <laughs> you yell at them, and they're like, don't you, I don't know. You don't like it when you yell. But the only way you listen to me is when I'm yelling at you. Definitely. And then, guess like, everyone's like, oh, but you're doing a great job. And it's like, well, I don't feel like it. It's like I feel like I'm, you know, you know, you look like a, it was what was it? The duck on the top of the water. They look like they're, you know, it's calm. As anything, but under the water, their like legs are just going madly. So. That's
0: right. Yeah, you're just trying to keep it all together, trying to juggle all the balls, going from one day to the next. Like, okay, what I've got to do today?
1: Yeah, and then you know, because I'm working full time as well, and things will come up at school, and it's like, but I can't go to that. Yeah. So then you get the mum guild on top of all of everything else. You're like, I just okay. Well, I will. <laughs> yeah.
0: So how do you sort of get yourself out of those down days?
1: I think, in a way, it's lucky because I can talk to friends or even my sister-in-law or things like that and know that I can vent totally and they're not going to judge me. Once you get off your chest, it feels so much better because it's like, okay, I'm human, it's going to happen, but if I don't tell someone, it's just going to get worse. There's nothing I can do about it. If I'm going to cry, I'm going to cry. I don't care. That's something that feels so sorry for the guys at work occasionally because sometimes <laughs> someone will say something and that'll be it. Oh, Either that or you yeah. see someone and you're going, but how have you done this for so long? I can't even do it for this long you know you kind of do as much as you don't want it. you compare yourself to everybody else and you're there going like you've got four kids and you're doing it I've got two and I can't cope or yeah. you've been doing it for you know for 10 months already I've only been doing it for three and That's I'm like right. already at my breaking point but
0: like, you know what everyone hard is hard like yeah. it, it doesn't matter if they're away for three days or three months or three years what you find hard is hard yeah and it doesn't make it any less relevant just because someone's done it for longer or done it harder or it's yeah. still hard uh
1: having you know having the strength to ask and you know put actually, your hand you up put your hand up and say no i i need help
0: and also before you get to the point where it's too late for help and you just rocking in a ball in the corner <laughs> like acknowledging within yourself that okay i'm getting to the point where i need a break or i need to accept some help because if not it's
1: it's gonna end badly yeah and it's going to be worse for the girls they'll probably be the one that would be on the bright <laughs> as much as you wouldn't like to think of it like they'll yeah. be the ones that'll the wear the you know the bad temper or something and it's like it's not their fault they're going through it too yeah. um,
0: and it makes you feel even worse because then you feel like you're not being great to them yeah but, and then also um if your husband knows that you're getting help or that you're accepting help and you're obviously means that the overall experience of the deployment is made better for you that helps them focus on the job that they're doing
1: yeah yeah so that they're not worried he's not worried so much about how I'm coping because I'm sure that would be the hardest one of the harder things for them you know seeing us not coping and then they feel guilty because they know that the reason that we're in such a predicament is because they've got away and it's like you don't want them to feel like that because it's their job and as much as people say you know you kind of do know that that might be a possibility you know when you get involved in someone in the defense Mm -hmm. As much as it's not the best thing, it's like, well, the best thing probably is the fact that you you form friendships, like lifelong friendships yeah. with people because of the fact that they're, you know, that you, you wouldn't have met these people if yeah. they hadn't have been in the Navy or in the Army or whatever. Or become
0: so close and sometimes very quickly because the defence spouse community is all you've got sometimes Mm. and so have you got any advice for any um other spouses about to do this posting or to this deployment
1: main thing would be to make sure you're open and honest with yourself and other people you know tell your partner how you're feeling about them going ask them how they're feeling about it too um it does work both ways and yeah just making sure that you've got that support network in place because as much as six months goes fast it doesn't as well some days you'll be like this is a 36 hour day what is going on (laughs) <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. And, yeah, just having that support network, I think, is the most important thing to make sure you've got in place and actually using it and not feeling like you're failing
0: because you're using it. Once Finney gets back, what's the plan? He gets posted back to now or...?
1: Yeah, um, he should definitely be going back into his position at AMAFTU, um until at least the end of the year. As far as I know, it's going to mm-hmm. be at least then.
0: End of this year. End of this yep. year,
1: yep. So for at least the next six months, possibly even longer. It will all depend on promotions and positions that become available. And But then that, after
0: that, possibly a posting to Narragun or maybe Sydney. Yeah, well, the... we're not sure yet. Uh, um, he did
1: ask me not that long ago if I had a preference, when I say <laughs> Sydney or Canberra? Um, uh, but I'm like, Narragun? <laughs> like, yeah, obviously. But yeah, if we had to choose then between Sydney or Canberra, I said probably Sydney. Thank yeah, you for coming
0: it's... on the podcast. No worries. I popped your podcast cherry. Yes. <laughs> it's the only cherry you're getting popped while your husband's away. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck for your reunion travel and keeping yeah, the secret. Yes. Ooh. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so exciting. You better video it.
1: Yeah, hopefully I can. I'm hoping that I'll be able to, you know, I'll still have my phone on me. So yeah. hopefully I can be carrying bags. and.
0: I can't wait to hear about it. Sorry. I'll put it on Navy Life. Life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Katrina. Thanks, thanks. I so hope you are able to relate or take something away from today's episode. There are definite ups and downs to military life, but let's get the conversation happening so we can see that we are all in the same boat, or should I say ship. We're all just doing our best. So until next week, you got this. Let's do this together one day at a time. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this episode has touched you, helped you, or given you that extra confidence to keep going, to continue to hold down the home front, to continue to do all the things, I would so appreciate it if you could pop into iTunes and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, a comment about what you would like to hear more of, or just some encouraging words. If you want to suggest a guest, I'm always looking for new people to talk to. You can do that by jumping over to the website www.navywifelife.com.au and clicking on our podcast page. I would love to hear from you.